are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. I want to talk to you about words and faith. But I want us to understand that words are powerful. Spoken words are the things that change the world. Now, I made a statement in one of my books that words are the most powerful thing in the universe. And then someone wrote another book and they said, well, you know, Brother Caps believes that words is greater than God. No, I just don't call God a thing. You see, when I said words are the most powerful thing, I don't classify God as a thing. And you see, John 1.1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, the 14th verse says. So God's Word is what we're talking about. God's Word is the most powerful thing in the universe today. It's more powerful than the atomic bomb. It is more life-changing than anything else that you can invent. God's Word is the supreme authority. Without it, there was not anything made that was made. Everything that you see in the natural realm was created by faith-filled words. Words created it. Words brought it into existence. God stood there in the beginning. In Genesis, the first chapter, you find in verse 2, it says, The earth was void and without form, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. God looked out over that, and the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, was hovering over the darkness and over the water. Water covered the earth. And God said, light be, and light was. Now you notice there was nothing like that when he said it. It was dark out there. The Spirit of God was hovering over the water. But there was no change made until God said something. God spoke words. Faith filled words. And it changed the landscape. It changed the darkness into light. Now, as you look at that, you realize that God calls things that are not as though they were. See, he saw darkness, but he said light. And so many people, bless their darling confused hearts today, they get the idea that you have to say it like it is. Well, now, you just can't say it any other way. You just have to say it like it is. I'm just telling the truth. I'm just being honest. But sometimes, you see, we don't realize it, but we're being ignorant of what God's Word says. See, we are to call things that are not as though they were the way God did. Use His Word and our words to change the circumstances that we face in life. Now, what would have happened if God had stood there and looked at that darkness and said, Whoo, it's dark out there. I don't believe it'll ever get light. Well, I'm just telling the truth. That's the way it is. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Then we'd have been in trouble, wouldn't we? No, God saw the darkness, but he said light. 
Why? Because he spoke the thing desired. The thing that he desired is what he spoke. Now, God used his words as containers to transport his faith out there into the vast darkness and the nothingness and cause light to come into being. You see, over in Hebrews 11th chapter, it says, Through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. See, God didn't make the earth out of nothing. Sometimes I've heard people say, well, God created the earth out of nothing. No, he created it out of something. God's faith is something. It's not nothing. (laughs) God spoke it into existence. You have only but to read the first chapter of Genesis. And you'll find, I believe it's ten times in chapter one, it says, and God said... And God said. Now, you know, I got to look at that one day and I thought, well, I wonder why it was written that way. Why didn't it say, and God said, and just list all the things that God said? But I believe he's trying to get over to us what caused creation. And I know then when we get over into Hebrews, that's what the Apostle Paul is trying to point out to us, that faith was the thing that caused it. Faith is a spiritual force. It is a power force that is capable of changing every situation. The Apostle Paul says, Wherewith taking the shield of faith, ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Not part of them, not 60% of them, but all of them. So faith is important. Faith is important for many reasons. For one thing, you can't be saved without it. You must believe. You must have faith in God's Word. Without it, you can't be born again. Without it, you can't live a Christian life because the just shall live by faith. It takes faith to do that. And this faith is readily available to us, but it's stored in God's Word. The Apostle Paul, you remember, said, So then faith cometh by hearing the Word of God. So let's go to Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and let's read three verses here, where Paul says, Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things. Now you might ask yourself the question, what things is faith the substance of? Things hoped for, but let's get more specific about that. It is the substance of things that God has promised us, are given to us. See, now that's what we're talking about. Sometimes people get the idea there's always somebody that's afraid you're going to take your faith and bankrupt heaven or bankrupt God. That's a major part of the criticism of the faith message is that all these people, they're that name it and claim it bunch. Well, what do you think about that name it and claim it? Somebody asked me. I said, well, God named it and I claimed it. (laughs) Now, I know what they mean. They mean that people just go around claiming everything. But see, what we're talking about is claiming what God has given us. Lay claim to it. Lay hold on it. And that's been a major problem in the church world, is that we have not been willing to lay claim to what God has already given us. And his word lays it out very clear. Second Peter chapter 1. Peter says, God hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. 
through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory and virtue. He's given us what? All things that pertains to life and godliness. If it has to do with life and godliness, God's already given it to us. It belongs to us. But now it's not going to just fall on you like ripe apples off of a tree just because God said that in His Word. We have to believe it. See, it takes faith to believe what God said. I mean, when you're facing a deficit, you know, and the bills are piling up, and you read it says, and God said, I'll supply your need according to His riches in glory. And that if you sow bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. You've got to make a decision. Are you going to believe what God said, or are you going to believe what circumstances dictate to you? See, circumstances sometimes dictate what we believe instead of the Word of God. You take, for instance, the children of Israel. Now, God had given them the promised land. He said, it belongs to you. Go in and possess it. I've delivered it into your hands. And they said, we'd be not able. Well, you know, there's giants over there. We can't do that. Why, we're like grasshoppers in their sight. And so were we in our own eyes. See, they had grasshopper vision. So many times, Christians don't realize that God has given us the promised land. See, it belonged to them. It was theirs. As far as God's concerned, it was theirs. But they had to possess it. They had to enter into it. Now, here's the thing I want you to see, that the promised land, the land of Canaan, was not a type of heaven. Couldn't be, because, you see, there were wars to be fought. They had to possess the land. They had to take the land. Canaan land is the promised land. It is a type of our inheritance in this life. Things that we can enter into on this earth, not when we get to heaven, but while we're here on this earth. So you see, God hath given unto us, as He gave to the children of Israel, He gave to us the promised land. And the promised land that He has given us is right here. It's in the promises of the Word of God. According as His divine power hath given unto us all things. What is God's divine power? It's His Word. Whereby, through the exceeding great and precious promises, He hath given unto us all things. See, it's through the promises of God. So God's Word has spelled out what He has given to us, what belongs to us, what we can enter into in this life. And if we are to ever enter into it, we must believe it and act on it and possess the promised land, the things that God promised. But it won't happen just because it's in the Bible. We must possess it. Hebrews 3, verse 19. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. They knew that God had said that it belongs to you, but they wouldn't mix any faith with what God said. Then we come into the fourth chapter. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. God said it was theirs, but they wouldn't mix faith with it. God bless you. We appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our book offer all this week is book offer number 7502. It's called The Tongue, the Creative Force. 193-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling. Now, this book is the first book that I authored in 1976 
It sold over 750,000 copies. Once you read this book, you'll start to say something and you'll say, oh, no, I don't believe I'll say it that way because we deal with how to control your tongue. In Genesis 1, it says God created the heavens and the earth. How did he do it? With words. You only get into two or three verses till it says that God looked out and saw darkness and said, light be, and light was. Well, somebody said, well, yeah, that was God. But you see, read a little further. It said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion. You can have dominion on this planet through words. If you learn how to use your words in agreement with the word of God, you can change some situations and circumstances around your place because God's word is the most powerful force in the universe. And when we speak God's word after him, the Bible tells us that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, that faith is a divine energy of God. It's resident in his word. And when we began to speak God's word after him, the promises of God in the word that says, give it, it'll be given unto you. Once we speak that, confess it, get it into our spirits, then we act on it and the word works for us. Establishing the word of God in your heart is the main part. Paul said in Romans 10, the word is nigh you, it is in your mouth, and then it's in your heart. Well, first it's in your mouth, then it gets in your heart. This book will help you get control of your tongue. It's called The Tongue Creative Force. Offer number 7502, 193-page paperback for $8, plus $3 postage and handling. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.